I'm going to start this episode by saying this is not like the other seasons. So, on the other seasons, I've done theories about small things in the series, like characters' names or, you know, things that I've done. Identities, name, not names. Why am I saying names? Uh, characters' identities or plots or hidden things. Things that relate to the title of this podcast, Decoding the Lost Cities. I'm actually trying to reveal the secrets, even if some of them aren't really serious. Like that one about Trix being Counselor Vila. I actually think Trix may be Morella's father, but I'll have to look into that one more because I have very little evidence about it. But this time's not going to be like those. This time is actually going to be about the big old cities, about the Black Swan and the Neverseen. Speaking of the Neverseen, <laughs> um, me and my family have been taking a lot of tests about our Keeper of the Lost Cities identity, or more like I have forced me and my family to take a lot of tests about our Keeper of the Lost Cities identity, also Johanna, the hydrokinetic, I forced her to take a lot of tests as well. And it turns out... When we are pretending to be our keeper identities, it's no wonder my me and my siblings don't get along. My sister is a black swan member, my brother is a counsellor, and I am a never seen leader. So <laughs> no wonder we don't get along. But like uh Jana, she is also a never seen member, so I'm her leader. <laughs> my mother, she's my mum is like my mother. She's Giselle, no, she's in the black swan, she's like squall. I'm like a mum that's in the black swan so she's in the black swan my dad I didn't make him take any tests because he started reading Keeper got to Nightfall then gave up on it and now is very confused whenever we talk about things from like flashback and he's like wait what's Shadow Flux and I'm like you gave up on the series on book six maybe you need to read the remaining three books before book nine comes out November this year yeah yeah just read it Anyway, um, so, this is, like, that one thing where, like, if you're doing, like, a, a podcast on Harry Potter where the, the person who makes is in Slytherin, like, the thing nobody likes, but I'm in the never seen, so. Anyway, so this one's about the background of the Lost Cities. I have written three pages on this, I think. Uh, sorry if you can hear that page turning on the podcast. I've been listening to my episodes and I realise, wow, I have terrible audio quality. I'm sorry about that. Like, on any other podcast I listen to, I'm like, wow, their audio quality is so good. How did they get it to be that amazing? And then mine, I'm just like, ugh. I move too much. Um, sorry if you can hear the page turning on my notebook. Fun fact, the hydrokinetic actually gave me, Johanna actually gave me this notebook as a birthday present. But, alright. Dex's grandparents. This is when I used to think Dex was related to Mr. Forkle. <laughs> um, Keeper of the Lost Cities playlist. The Unmapped Stars. That's my speaking competition speech about Keeper of the Lost Cities. Keeper of the Lost Cities theories and notes. Wow, I'm... Wow, these are weird theories. 
This is when I first started to plan out the theories I was going to do on my podcast. I've got the Owen Dad theory, the Never Seems Plan, which I didn't really know at the time. Maybe important, there are two other pyrokinetics in exile, I think, fit and train more than, more than five pyrokinetics, just more of them survived. Um, could Shadowfox trigger an ability? Note bar Keith. Who passed down the name census? I do know the answer for that one. That was Keith's dad. Uh, Amy is part elf. Ladyzilla trained Umber. Keith is a conjurer, but with people. That's a theory. I'm not giving up on that. It's a theory. Keith is a conjurer, but with people. That's why Gisela tested for him as a conjurer. Uh, this one's the one we're doing. I'm doing today is the, uh, how the Never Seen and the Black Swan originated. The Never Seen split from the Black Swan. This is Johanna's theory. She mentioned it one day, and and I expanded on it. She does not know that I expanded on it, but I expanded on it. So, and then this one was Keith and Morella are related because they look really similar. And I I thought they were like twins. Just I went by Morella's birthday, and she didn't want the score to be twins because she thought Morella was gonna mess up Keith's legacy or something along the lines of that. Where did this go? Sorry if you can hear all this, but I planned this for a while, and now I've seemed to have lost it. Where did this go? Black It's not only Keeper Things in here. This is about everything I do, which is also like planning for my book, planning for me and Joanna's book. But I can't find it. Sorry, people on the podcast. Oh, found it. Okay, people listening. Okay, sorry for that, people listening. Um, I'm also not cutting any of that out, so <laughs> sorry about that. But, okay. I'm going to read this out. Three pages long. In my notebook, at least. My notebook is not an A4 piece of paper. So, it's tiny. So, okay. So, originally, there was only one group. A few elves felt like the council needed help, so they rebelled, forming the group now known as the Black Swan. Rebels in a world too perfect to have a rebellion. But the numbers were small, and they had no goal in mind. A few members disliked this. They agreed with the motives of, of the rebels, but not how slowly they were progressing. Arguments broke out, scattering the Black Swan even further apart. More and more members pushed for the organization to change their actions. They started acting without orders. Most helped the Black Swan less frequently, but none were released from their oaths, like Forkel threatens to do to Timken after he knows Sina spies on, her, on him. I will do everything in my power to help my world, is the oath. They were never released from that. They were doing everything. They claimed they were doing everything. We're, we're upholding their vows. One day, a member went too far trying to find a new aspect of his ability. He had killed five others and got his talent banned. His name was Finton Pyrant. A while later, he and several others who disliked the order left, taking vital information with them, such as a copy of the Black Swan cipher runes, which is why... The never seen on the never seen cloak their name is written in black swan cipher runes so if you can read it and why on that sign on the leaping crystal that said eternalia in the first book dax couldn't read the runes but sophie could we also don't know where that leaping crystal went because it didn't go to the four seasons tree that was the pathfinder from the never seen member so might look into that into the future okay
A few of these Black Swan rebels remained in the Order as spies. A while later, a pair of identical twins approached what remained of the organization. They pitched the idea of a genetically modified elf. So this this thing doesn't really add up. They pitched the idea of a genetically modified elf, but the action wasn't taken until a whole lot later. Which is why there's a 50-year gap, 60-year gap in this. Okay. With enhanced abilities and council secrets, one member hated the idea of manipulating elven genetics. She suggested an elemental replacement, and the twins turned her down. This elf, named Gisela Sanson, gathered the remaining members who hated the Black Swan, as well as those like Finton, which had already left, and formed her own group. She intended to do Project Moonlark her own way, with Stella Loon. But her group named the project for what it would achieve, rather than its past. This project was meant to show Gisela and her rebels the way to take opportunities ahead of the Black Swan, hence the name Lodestar Initiative. Before this initiative started, the council turned down the human sanctuary. Gisela sent scouts out to recruit the people who were angry at the council before the Black Swan could. Gisela noticed how the council suspected the Black Swan, but never her rebels. Because of this, they called themselves the Never Seen. Even all her members, even with all her members, it took Gisela sixty years to find the cell loan she needed for the Lodestar Initiative. Simultaneously, the Black Swan almost simultaneously, the Black Swan completed Project Moonlark. Soon there were two children, exact opposites but made for the same thing. The Lodestar Initiative, a boy named Keith Sensen, and Project Moonlark, a girl named Sophie Foster. And this is where the story begins. So that's the Black Swan and the Never Seen. They're past. They split from each other. And I know a few things in that don't add up, like the sixty year gap where the um, the thing was made because I'm sh- the uh, human sanctuary because I'm sure it wasn't that far apart, and that Gisela just recruited those people from the human sanctuary who disliked it, the ones who, according to Alden, the rebels who went underground, and if, like maybe because her cell loan thing that's the thing it was when she was pregnant with Keith, but she still must have found the Stellaloon ahead of time before she agreed to get pregnant. So, that's what I think the Never Seen... I think the Black Swan split from the Never Seen. And this is the hydrokinetics theory. The original theory came from Johanna. So, that's what I think the Never Seen and Black Swan's past is. The next episode, I'll probably be doing the Council, maybe. Because we still don't know very much about the Council. Or the Human-Elven Treaty. Or anything in the past. Especially after Nightfall. It just made it more confusing. But, um, yeah. So... There's gonna be that, and okay, so <laughs> that's this episode done. Oh, I'm also gonna say background music. I'm not gonna put it in anymore. It just, I don't think I really need it 
and yeah I might add it back in later but I don't think I'm gonna really do it and there was that thing a while ago when I said I would you know read a part out of the book at the end of each episode and I never did that again so I have one written down in my book if I can find it um which again is going to be rather hard because I think I've got the wrong notebook that's gonna work well but um it's a Bianca quote from Unlocked so I might just pause the recording and see if I can find it hold on Okay, I found it. It hasn't even been a minute and I found it. Okay. But first, this is something I made. I'm probably going to use it as the cover for this episode. If you're listening on um, podcast app, there is no cover for the episodes. But if you go on to Spotify and find my podcast at Decoding Lost Cities on Spotify, it, um, it does put the covers. So if you want to see the covers, just go on to Spotify. Uh, I made this, and it was Keith in the registry files <laughs> when he was editing his registry file, and I made him say something, like a speech bubble, and it was, the council made a little note, my middle name has got to go, Dexus by my favorite, my favorite, does it say favorite? I can't read my own handwriting. Favorite game. He redacted his own name. Why his redaction's black? <laughs> Um, and then it is so cool that he can hack. Probably no one will take the time to point out my amazing rhyme, because that just sounded like Keith, and I wanted to do it. And then there was also... Okay. Um, now, the Bianca quote. Turn the page the wrong way. Of course. Okay. It's a Bianca quote from Unlocked. And I have actually put this one to a background. It looks really cool. I think we just need to remember that we're doing something no one else has ever had to do before. Sorry, there was a car going past. Okay, I'll start again. I think we just need to remember that we're doing something no one else has ever had to do before, and all the advice we've been given isn't necessarily good. So yeah, we don't always do everything perfectly, and it can feel like we're not strong enough. But that doesn't mean we aren't powerful and awesome and amazing. We're doing our best. We just need to keep fighting, and we should probably stop listening to what everyone's telling us and try finding our own way. So, that's my Bianca quote. Thank you for listening to this episode. And I hope you listen to some in the future. I tried to make this a little better than the other ones, but I'm not sure I managed it. So, sorry if there's too much background noise, because my whole family was listening to one of the episodes with Johanna the other day, and my dad was just like, oh, Eva, when there was that much background noise, so, um, yeah, so, thank you for listening, and I will, I can't, yeah, I will record again, hopefully soon, bye.